So it's Saturday, and just the day before, Jesus has been murdered on a Roman cross. And here are the disciples on Saturday, hiding behind closed doors, overwhelmed by what's just happened and filled with fear and grief. The Bible tells us that when Jesus breathes out his last breath, a, a darkness descends on the earth, like a blackness covers creation. And here are the disciples behind those closed doors, and they're feeling like a darkness has covered them too. Imagine what it would have felt like for those disciples. I mean, they had hoped that Jesus was going to redeem all of Israel. They believed that Jesus was the one who was going to set them free. But they had seen the events of Jerusalem. They had seen what had taken place at his trial. And then they'd seen him nailed at that cross. And for them, it was kind of like evil had just won again. That evil was making its mark on the people once again. The disciples thought that there was hope with the Messiah, but that hope had been cut off. It was like this darkness and this blackness of this evil death had now descended upon them. I mean, they really believed that Jesus was going to set them free, but now they are facing the reality that once again the empire had won and there was nothing that they could do about it. A canvas of blackness. And whilst those disciples are hiding behind those doors and they're wondering what's next, something absolutely glorious happens. It's subtle and quiet at first. No one expects that it happens, but Jesus, in shedding of his blood on that cross, begins to transform and change everything. That moment that seems to be disregarded by the canvas of blackness around it actually is the moment when everything in history pivots and changes. that in the blood that was shed on the cross, atonement was going to come for everyone's sin, that all of the world would be set free again because Jesus Jesus had done what he'd always said he was going to do. He was going to give up his life on behalf of his friends. And that breakthrough moment creates such hope for the world. The Bible tells us that the wages of sin is death, but the gift of life is eternal life in Christ Jesus. One man's sacrifice for everybody's freedom. I mean, it's almost like Jesus' blood then covers across everything else. That blackness that was there suddenly now finds itself disappearing. And instead, here comes his blood. And his blood begins to speak of a louder story. His blood covers over everything that was black before it. Like his blood is the thing that actually is going to bring all of that redemption, all of that hope, everything that the disciples had longed for. It is actually going to take place. His blood for the redemption of you and me. Friday and Saturday turn into Sunday, the third day. And on this day, the women gather towards the tomb. They have their anointing oil, wanting to anoint his body. And they get to the tomb, and the, the stone is rolled away. And as they enter in, they don't see his body, but they see somebody standing there. And an angel comes to them. And he says, why are you looking for the living amongst the dead? For he's not here. He is risen. 
I mean, there's this proclamation of the resurrection and the women are beginning to comprehend what has just taken place. That, that if Jesus is risen, that, then death is not the last say. And if death isn't the last say, then perhaps sin is no longer going to be the thing that will hold us back. Perhaps in this glorious moment of the resurrection, there now is a new story. Maybe a, a new color gets to go over all the earth. Maybe now there is hope. Now there is something that we can believe in, something that we can hope for, that perhaps the empire and the darkness around us will not win. Perhaps indeed everybody can come to a saving knowledge of Jesus. The women are filled with hope and begin to tell the story of the resurrection to the men. And the despondent disciples of Saturday they become the people of Resurrection Sunday. Jesus appears to them, and he begins to show them his hands. He shows them where he has those scars on his hands and in his side. He invites them into his suffering so they could understand his new glory, that he has risen, that he is alive. And the disciples begin to realize that, hang on, if Jesus is alive, it means that that canvas of blackness, it means that the death that is all around them does not have that final say. It means, actually, that God is not going to wipe away that canvas and start afresh, but he's actually going to come and redeemed from within that darkness. That new hope and new life could begin to rise up and the disciples see that the resurrection is not about looking back to an empty tomb. The resurrection is about moving forward into the purposes and promises of God in this moment now and in all the moments in the future. The disciples begin to understand that resurrection is not just about life after death. Resurrection is also about life before death. That what we do right now matters. That, that if Jesus is alive, if death is defeated, if sin is overcome, then no matter how dark the world might feel, there is still hope. So the disciples begin to believe that they could stand before the darkness around them and begin to paint a new work of art. That God, if he is redeeming from within, then they can be a part of that redemption story. That as the people of the resurrection, they can begin to bring hope. And so we see this amazing thing. The disciples begin to go, hey, we need to tell people about Jesus. We need to paint a new story. We want people to see and to know his resurrection power. We want the, the blood of God to be poured out onto everybody. And they begin to celebrate in the glory that that brings. Not only that. But they know that no matter what might happen with the empire around them, they, no matter what persecution might come to them, where they were afraid and despondent behind doors before, now they can stand before the empire and find joy in the persecution because they know that the persecution is not the end. Not only that, but together they begin to say, hey, maybe we can share our resources. We can begin to live in a completely new way that perhaps together we might be able to celebrate in the beauty of no one in our community ever being without anything. And with that, they have the courage to stand before the darkness of empire and speak truth to power with love and grace, say, it is God who is worth more than man, and I will obey God no matter what humanity might throw at me. Oh, the joy of a resurrected group of disciples. Here's the amazing thing. It wasn't just the disciples that were the people of the resurrection 
We, the church today, are also the people of the resurrection. It is the same too for us. Paul would write that the same spirit that actually brought Jesus into resurrection, that same spirit is alive in us, in me, in you. We are a resurrection people filled with the spirit of God. And because that is the case, we too can stand before the darkness around us. And I don't know about you, but there's a lot of darkness in our world still today. I mean, we've been facing this global pandemic and we still don't know when we might emerge fully as a human race from it. Right here in this city, we've been dealing with political and social unrest and all that that brings to us. All the fear that has been created within us. Or take a look at the global conversations that are happening right now with with all of the racism we're seeing, with the increase in violence around the world, with gender inequality still rife, with, with injustices everywhere. And we can see that the canvas of darkness is broad and wide for us too. And we might be forgiven for thinking that maybe like the despondent disciples on Saturday, We should just make those walls a little bit higher in our churches and just hide behind that and just pray and hope that Jesus would come back soon. No, Easter is a proclamation that the walls of our churches must come down. Easter is the invitation into the reality that we are infused with the resurrection spirit of God. And because we are, we can also stand before the darkness around us of our day and begin to paint the colors of the resurrection filled by God's leading to be his new work of art in this world, a work of art that invites people, that that tells people that every moment counts. Everything we do now matters. Every kind word we bring, every encouragement we speak out, every act of love as Christians that we bring to our neighbors around it, all of it is beginning to paint the colors of resurrection hope on the darkness around us. So think about this. Think about where we are in this world. Imagine what it would be like for us as a global church to stand before this ongoing pandemic and say, no matter what the worst of the world could throw at us, we're never going to be socially distant from the one who can change it all. Or imagine what it's like for us to begin to believe that we can take the gospel into the darkest of places, the hardest of places, the places that overwhelm us and like those disciples, not allow persecution or fear to hold us back or how about this that as Christians we know we are the imago Dei the beauty of the image of God not just in us Christians but in all humanity all humans created in his image and therefore there is no race no diversity no background no sexuality that is beyond the hope of the redemption of Christ and that perhaps like the disciples we might decide that it's our time even amongst the crip of empire and the creeping of totalitarianism in our world today, that we might stand up for the gospel, look injustice in its face and say justice is on the heart of God and we the people of the resurrection, we can make a difference. I mean, it's just such a profound thought that Easter doesn't make us look back to an empty tomb, but it fills us and it sets us We are the people of the resurrection. Now note what I say there, the people of the resurrection, not the person of the resurrection. We don't do this alone. We don't have to paint in our own strength. We get to do it as part of a wider community. We get to do it as the body of Christ. 
And because we're the body of Christ, we get to come together across our age groups and our diversity and our different cultures and our backgrounds. And we get to take the the individual palettes of paint that God has given us. And we we dip our fingers into there and we we say, we're going to use our gifts and all the things that God has given us for his glory. That the, the unique thing that is in my life and the unique sphere of influence around me, that we as the body of Christ can work together to see God's redemption and history of his salvation come to so many people. That we can look into the darkness together and say, there is still hope. So think about this for you. Where is it that you might be able to paint the colors of the resurrection on the darkness around you now? What is in your hands? What gifts have been placed upon you? Maybe there are personal relationships that you can take to the next level this year to bring the gospel to people that need it most. Maybe God's blessed you with resources, whether that's energy or time or finances, and you can use those resources to help those that are vulnerable in your community. Or or maybe there's a justice issue in your neighborhood or in your city where you could stand up and say something about the gospel and how it relates to that justice issue and be a voice for those that need it the most, that you might stand up and speak proudly of what the kingdom of God is doing in this hour. See, the beauty of being the people of the resurrection, having that spirit living in us, is that it tells us that no one and nothing is beyond God's ability to restore and renew and set free. What an encouraging story that is. You know, just three days before Jesus was killed on that cross, he gathered his disciples in the temple courts and he said to them, destroy this temple and I will rebuild it in three days. Speaking metaphorically about his body. And he said to the disciples, do you believe this? And I believe that's the question that sits over us as the global church right now, that God would say to us, do we really believe that he has been raised from the dead? Because if we do, it means that God is not getting rid of all of this stuff, but he's actually recreating from within. It means that he's inviting us to reimagine the renewal of all things. It means that that spirit that raised Jesus from the dead is alive in us. And if it's alive in us, then we have something to say to the darkness around us, that we can use our gifts and our voice and our energies and our love to begin to spread the gospel in new and profound ways that can truly change things. We are the people of the resurrection. We must roll up our sleeves, grab our paint, and get our hands messy. And the question you have to ask yourself is this, do you really believe that Jesus has been raised from the dead? Because if you do, it's time.